0: This episode of the Mikey podcast is made possible with a little help from my good friends at Higher Elevation, home of the $10 indoor eighth. And you get 20% off with the promo code Mikey. Just go to higherelevation.com. They hooked me up with a nice jar of this King's Garden Jack. King's Garden's the, the brand. Jack is the 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 flower dude. This stuff is really good. It's stinky as hell. I love it. Like As soon as I open the jar, the entire garage starts to smell like a cannabis farm. It's fucking crazy, but it breaks up real nicely, smokes better than anything I've had in a really long time, and that buzz, I know not what you care about, the buzz. It's energetic, it's creative, it really gets my mind going. Actually, it really did make this episode possible. So you can thank them for this episode. Higherelevation.com promo code Mikey for 20% off. All sites, please stand by, channel one. Communications, switching to channel one. All right, here it comes. Be ready. Switch controls to manual override. Awaiting confirmation of a video feed. Countdown is running at five, four, three, two, one. The Mikey Podcast welcome back to the mikey podcast real quick make sure you are subscribed to the show on whatever platform you prefer and i don't know whatever it is spotify apple odyssey whatever it is There's, it's it's on everything but subscribe and hit that support button at mikeypodcast.com uh your support goes a really long way and it's the reason why i'm still doing this podcast i mean it's not like i'm making a it's not gonna like make any real money on the damn thing but and i and the donations that i get are, are small but they're they're super appreciated and it shows that that people appreciate what I'm doing. It's not like I can live off of it or anything yet. I guess that's the goal, right? And with your help and the help from maybe some sponsors or whatever, hopefully we can make that goal happen. Like, like that's, that's what I do. I create content that hopefully you enjoy and are, are willing to, I don't know, not pay for, but donate, you know, to show your appreciation, but it's all good. If you can't, I, I understand. So it's okay. MikeyPodcast.com. hit that support button. Okay. Let's move on so you've if you've been listening to this show you've been listening to this podcast for a while you know that with most episodes i try to stay topical i try to give you the news some of the big news from the week uh we try to give you the facts of the news and then give you my opinion on it because what the fuck it's my show and i want to give you my opinion well not this time so you're like what the fuck what are you gonna do mikey You're just gonna sit there and talk about your life talk about yourself for a little bit like you did in the last episode oh you did Can you hear my cat cat what do you hear that? I gotta go let the... the cat wants to go outside. The cat st- goes by the door and just... You hear? And just meows until somebody lets her. She's like a dog. And then, then she goes out there and she gets scared by a bug or something. And then she'll scratch on the door to get back in. And the door is right... Fuck. I, oh, I'll be right back. I gotta go let the cat out. Go. Come All right, so the cat is out. But then she'll scratch on the door to come back in. I bet you she does that during this episode. I have no idea where I even was. <sighs> oh, I think I think I was I was pretending to be you, complaining about me not talking about the news, right? Oh, what are you gonna do? You talk about yourself. You like last episode? All oh, you did was talk about you get married. Blah, blah, blah. that's not all I talked about, by the way, in the last episode. But I did. I, I'm not married, uh, but I did get engaged. So you should go back and listen to that episode if you haven't, because I did talk about that. But there's other stuff in there too. Anyway, I'm not gonna do that this time. Because the world is is screwed up right now. Everything is messed up. And I just kind of want to take a break. You know, I want to take a break from war. I want to take a break from the vaccines, from COVID, from all the bullshit. All right, I want to just have some fun and think about good times for like a minute. Can we do that? Can we have some fun? You know what's fun? Fucking nostalgia is fun. You know, sometimes you just get lost in your thoughts thinking about shit from back in the day. Sometimes I get so lost in thinking about shit that I completely lose track of what I'm even doing. Then I end up like going and Googling shit and YouTubing videos about the 90s and the 80s and stuff that, I, you know, just stuff that's not going on right now. Anything that's better than one time I literally sat like spent like two hours watching commercials from the 80s. And it's not because I was bored. That's because I didn't want to do anything else. Like I came across a video on YouTube. It was like 80s commercials. Like, holy shit, let me just put this on. And that's all that video was. Seriously, no shows, no news, except for like maybe like those old news bumpers, those little promos. And they talk about what which was kind of cool because then then they they talk about, you know, what's happening in, in the news. So I got a little bit of that, too. But it was all commercials it was like toy commercials and food commercials and all kinds of stuff. I watched that shit for like two hours. And part of me likes doing that because I have, first of all, I have a really shitty memory of the past. So I get real excited when I see something I totally forgot about. Like, oh my God, I totally forgot about that, dude. That was so cool. I used to have that thing or I used to do that thing. And then, then I get all these memories. I'm sure everybody does that. You know, so It's probably not just me, uh, but also it does kind of seem like in a way when, when I look around the world, doesn't it seem like all that old shit is kind of coming back. Which is kind of why I wanted to do this episode, because it just seems like everything that's old is new again. You know, I look at my daughter and she calls herself a 90s girl. What? 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 How are you? You're nine. How are you a 90s girl? You don't even know what it is to be a 90s person or what it is to be a 90s kid. But it's really cute, though, because she's just talking about her style and the way she likes to dress and the way her aesthetic, as she calls it, which is crazy to me. But that's her. Because in the stores, when she, goes, when she goes shopping and stuff, everything is like 90s. It's labeled 90s, 90s style. And so she's all about it. It's really, really cute. And she's talking about her style. So that's what it is, that she's a 90s girl in her style. But why? Not why her, but why Why are the 90s back? Because the 90s were the best. It's the best time, man because everything right now sucks and everyone else sucks and nobody can think of anything new again or anything original. So they're just bringing back the nineties. Like I said, everything that's old is new again. I'm not really that mad about it because nostalgia is fun. It's good times, man. It makes us feel good. And that's all we want. We just want to fucking feel good, dude. That's that's why we have sex. That's why we have that's why we drink a little bit. That's why we smoke a little weed. That's that's why we we read books. That's why we listen to music. That's why we have deep conversations. These things make us fucking feel and a lot of times feel good. Because that's the whole point in life where you just want to feel something. You feel, it, it, it doesn't matter. Sadness might suck but and pain might suck, but at least you're feeling something because then you know you're alive. You can feel it. You can feel the pain. You can feel the sadness. You can feel the happiness. You can feel the joy, those emotions, all that shit. It's important. That's all we want in life is to feel. And to feel good is the, the goal, but you can't always feel good, right? I mean, people fucking do drugs to feel good all the damn time. That's not good. You can't and you can't numb the pain. Like you gotta embrace that pain. You gotta feel that fucking pain. I know that sounds crazy, and I'm getting off on a tangent here, but that's not but feeling is is what we want. And in nostalgia makes us feel good. Even the bad shit that happened back in the day make us makes us feel kind of oddly safe in a way. It's warm bad stuff. Does that does that make sense? It's so weird to say, but the nineties to me, when I think about the nineties, I feel warm. I feel comfortable. I feel fucking safe that's probably probably because i was a kid you know what i mean like it was it was a little kid and i was a teenager so the 90s were much different for adults but for me that was my experience it was awesome and when you think about the 90s you try to compare it to, to today <laughs> today sucks <laughs> you know so the 90s definitely makes you feel better so can we just kind of go back down memory lane a little bit and forget about all the bullshit and everything that's going on right now just just maybe just once just this one time in this episode let's take a fucking trip down memory lane memory lane and get fucking nostalgic let's do that I remember when I was uh, when I was like yeah I was probably like 11, 12 years old 12, puberty there was this movie I know you, you there, everybody knows what this movie is We're not maybe some people might not know some of the younger people might not know but this movie uh, Basic Instinct do you remember that movie? Of course you fucking do. That movie was was huge. But fuck, man, I remember the hell out of that movie. They, they, they said it was an erotic thriller. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely something. It was definitely erotic, that's for sure. To me, as a, as a, as a 12-year-old in 1992 going through puberty, that shit was like porn. You know, we didn't have. I can just Google whatever the fuck back then. There was no Google when I was in '92. I mean, the fucking Google—that's not even a word. You know what I mean? That would, if I said something about Googling, people were like, "What are you crazy? What is Google? You just made that up. Well, all words are made up, but Google is not a thing. It wasn't a thing. It is now." But that scene, when I think she's like she's being interrogated, and she's got that skirt on, her legs are all spread open, and she's just like, you know, and they show, you know, they show her fucking lady parts, man for me, that was I, I probably watched that scene over and over and over again, man, because that was you know, that's what you get you when know, you're a boy and you're, you're going through puberty, you want to see that stuff I mean, the whole damn movie was about sex and violence, it was, if I think about it now it was kind of hot, you know, but it, but it fucked up at the same, probably not the best movie for a 12 year old to have watched but I did anyway, I know that I saw it in the movie theater too, and I know that me and my friends, we snuck into it we used to do that all the time Back in the day, that was like the easiest thing in the world to do. You would pay for one movie and then go into others. Or you would pay, you know, you'd pay one movie, you'd watch that movie, and then wait till that movie's over, and you kind of just look around and go sneak into another one. You'd see like, like five movies. You'd be, you'd be at the movie theater all goddamn day. you come home, your mom's like, you left at 11. It's 7 o'clock. Where have you been? I was at the movies. For f- that long? She you don't need to know. But that's what we did, man. Good times back in the day. We used to go to this mall, Parmatown Mall and Garfield Mall. Those were the two malls I hung out at a lot. It was a mall rat. But that's what we did. I don't think neither of those malls exist anymore either, or pretty much mean anything to anybody outside of Northeast Ohio listening to this podcast. Go Parma. <laughs> Dude, Parma. Amrap. Anyway, I'm getting I'm, I'm losing track here. Uh do you remember, you remember uh what was that group Bell Biv DeVo? I bring them up because. I always thought that they BBD, man, they were just a lot of fun. And 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 I remember buying bootleg Bell Biv DeVoe and MC Hammer cassettes from the Palestinian kids who lived on my dad's street when I was like 10 years old. I don't know why these Palestinian kids had these. I don't even know where the fuck they got them from. And they were bootleg and and you'd get the tape and back then you got the cassette. On the cassette it told you, you know, it was the artist and and each song that was on there but it was backwards. So side A was side B and side B was side A. That was the bootleg. That was the only thing that was wrong with them. Every, other, than, other than that, it was all good. Belle Biff DeVoe. They had that song, Poison. That girl is poison. I can't say I'm not going to do that right now, but you know, you remember those guys. They came from, I think a couple of those dudes were in that other group, New Edition, which is like a boy band, for, I think kind of from the 80s. Uh, had Bobby Brown in it and then uh, MC Hammer. MC Hammer, that, dude, he was so fucking big. Back then, in uh, uh, MC Hammer actually came out in the 80s, but his Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him and Too Legit to Quit albums, they were like his biggest albums, and they were released in the 90, in 1990 and 1991. So, fuck, dude, he was a 90s guy. But I remember really getting into those albums, thinking that that music was cool and that I was cool because I was listening to MC Hammer and Bell Biv DeVoe. I wasn't fucking cool, man. <laughs> I was a dork when they were popular. I was uh, t- 11 and 12. Was like the worst years for a boy. Seriously, 10, 10 is all right, but 11 and 12 and then 13 suck. 14 and up is, is not so bad, but those three years of puberty and growing, and I mean, I have that happening in my house right now. My fiance's son, he's, he's about to be 12 next month, so you can only imagine what's going on here. <laughs> Spends a lot of time in the bathroom. I don't know what he's doing in there, though. No idea maybe he's pooping i'm not quite sure uh but but that music in at that time like i thought like i said i thought it was cool but it was pop that shit was pop music i had no idea about other stuff like other rap music because i thought that those guys were like rappers and, and all that I was like i said i was a kid uh, but i had no idea about other stuff that my older cousins and like my sister's friends were listening to you know like bdp boogie down productions that album, Criminal Minded, that was shit, was amazing, but I didn't find out about that. It was, you know, it came out whenever, I don't know, a year it came out, but I didn't find out that like five years later after the fact. Because, like I said, I was a little kid when this stuff was coming out. So I was listening to MC Hammer and BBD, not Boogie, not Boogie Down Production, not BDP. Even LL Cool J back then was way better. You know what I mean? He was before he became pop, you know, kind of, if he came like a popish, RB ish type thing in the later 90s, but in the early 90s and the 80s, he was he was gangsta. But I started finding, like, I found out about him, I found out about Public Enemy, Ice Cube, NWA, Beastie Boys, but see, all the, most of the stuff besides the Beastie Boys, I found most of those artists later, because according to my mom, I was too young for that stuff. Whatever. Little did she know that when, I, that I eventually would start listening to it. Even when, see, when I was like 14 years old, and then listened to, to Tupac and shit, or whatever, she's, She's still you're too young for that. Maybe I was too young to be listening to Tupac. I don't know. But either way, that music had a huge impact on my entire youth. And it basically set me on a stage to become who I am right now, which is awesome. So lucky you. You should be thankful for NWA and You should you right now listening need to, need to thank Public Enemy for creating I'm just kidding, I don't know what I'm talking about. But it wasn't just music. You know, there were there, like I already mentioned, there, there were, you know, I mentioned basic instinct that had impact on my life. But there were a lot of good movies that came out. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja fucking Turtles, man. That movie was amazing. I think the first one came out in 1990, but the second one, in my opinion, was better. That came out in 91. Love both those movies. But it was the part two, man. Secret of the Ooze was so good. Why? Because it had that Vanilla Ice song the ninja 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 rap go ninja go ninja go you know what i'm talking about dude that song was amazing i would listen to that song right now as a matter of fact when i leave to go to work today that i'm gonna play that song and i'm gonna turn it up really really loud and roll all my windows down because it's a beautiful day in northern california today and everybody's gonna hear ninja rap you're welcome <laughs> i'm serious it's a it's a fucking good song it was like that movie michael these are these big movies from the fucking 90s my cousin vinny ladybugs uh, Meatballs Four. These are movies that I kind of remember. God, I, actually, I I don't even know. I don't even remember Meatballs Four now that I think about it. But this, this is some of the bigger movies. Major League Two came out in nineteen ninety four. Then uh, you, you had uh, Mighty Ducks. Had both Mighty Ducks obviously came out in the nineties. Above the Rim, Naked Gun. Remember those Naked Gun movies? Those were awesome. You ever see the movie The Ref? I To me, that's a Christmas movie. And I will say that all the time. I think it actually came out in like March of... of uh, God, what year was that? Anyway, it was in the 90s, but it, it came out around the spring. It was definitely not... It's, it wasn't a Christmas release, but it's hilarious. And vulgar as fuck. It stars Dennis Leary. You should make that one of your mandatory christmas movies because i have like a list of christmas movies that we try to watch every single year this is whatever uh but that sh- that is not even on my list actually now that i think about it it's going to be on my list this year of christmas movies that we have to watch i don't even sure if my fiance's even seen that movie the ref with with dennis leary you should watch it now it doesn't even matter if it's not it's not christmas time it doesn't matter you should watch it it's a good movie i think you'll like it. it's funny I was just thinking about all this old stuff. Seriously, this makes me feel good. Like thinking about that movie and thinking about when I was a kid and watching that and laughing at this. It was super inappropriate. And laughing at this, just, again, you feel warm. You feel safe, right? The 90s were just safe. You could say shit and get away with it. And and not everything was being recorded. Not everybody was putting stuff on social media because there was no fucking social media. Right? Thinking about this stuff is fun, you know? What else happened in the 90s? Fuck it, man. This is this is a whole 90s flashback episode, people. We're we are fucking diving the fuck in. Let's this could get weird. Who knows? I don't even know where I'm gonna go with this. Let's just see what happens. Let's just have some fun with it. Maybe, maybe right now, before we go any further, we stop. We take a higher elevation break. Smoke a little, take, go out to the garage, smoke a little, maybe maybe you got order a little bit higher elevation.com, get twenty percent off the promo code Mikey. See how I did that? Just work that in there, but go ahead and do that, and then we'll come back. And we'll get back into the 90s. Could be fun. Times were just simpler back then, dude. They really just were. TV was fucking great. People were more worried about Rachel and Ross. If they were ever going to get back together, if they were just on a break or whatever the fuck. They were more worried about television relationships than their own relationships. In the 90s, must-see TV was the thing, man. And it made sense. You had to see it. If you missed it, you had to wait until there was a rerun of the episode, which usually wasn't until it, it usually didn't happen until out of season. So you had to wait months and you had to avoid telling your friends, no, shut up. I haven't seen that episode yet. Don't the fucking say anything. Shut the fuck up. And people would ruin shit for you. Cause I don't give a fuck about you. They just going to tell you anyway. Oh, I don't care. What fuck you missed it. It's so your not my fault. You fucking missed it. Here's what happened. Well, fuck you. <laughs> we, we didn't have, to, we weren't able to just go and watch it. So if you had a show that you loved, You had to watch it. You planned your schedule around it. Or you tried your hand at setting the VCR, which was like a fucking impossible task to try and record it. And TV had it all back then, dude. Really, seriously. This is Friends, Seinfeld, Will and Grace, Dharma and Greg, Suddenly Susan, all these shows. They had all the, all the original dramas. ER, The Practice, Law and Order, NYPD Blue, all the fucking friend, family-friendly shit that you don't see anymore. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Seventh Heaven, Family Matters, Full House, Boy Meets World, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Sister, Sister. Don't fucking act like you didn't have a crush on Mary fucking Camden from Seventh Heaven. Everybody did. Jessica Beale has always been hot. But the 90s had the best teen shows too, seriously, say by the bell. Even though that actually started in 89, that was a fucking 90s show. Dawson's Creek, Buffy 90210. TV was just fucking better back then, man. I know some people will disagree and that's fine, but I'm not but you're wrong and I'm not. Trust me. Like I mean, I enjoy being able to like watch whatever I want whenever I want. That's cool, but there was just something about having a special time set for your favorite show. It was your time. You know, you couldn't wait to see what happened on the next episode. There was excitement and build-up. And you and your friends would talk about it and maybe even meet up to watch the next episode together. We don't fucking do that shit anymore, man. All we do is we binge an entire season and then feel depressed when it's over because we just, we just ate nine times our weight in junk food and haven't moved from the couch in two fucking days. Get off your lazy ass and take a shower, man. Unless you're listening to this podcast, then you're good. You can just sit there. It's fine. No need to move or anything. That's like that that was TV can we jump to music for a second because music in the 90s was was the best I don't give a single fuck what you think the 90s had hands down the best music also probably the worst but more of the best in the 90s we saw some of the greatest bands rise to fame and I, it's not like I, I can't really like give you like a top list because there were so many that personally I loved but I'll give you uh, maybe we'll talk about some here that kind of really represented represented the 90s boy bands grunge bands there were a lot but i will talk about one band that, to me is one of the greatest bands of all fucking time and is 100% 90s but still gets played today i'm talking about sublime i know like i said sublime was sublime, sublime was formed in like an 88 okay they didn't really start making any noise on the scene until like 92 when 40 ounces of freedom was released and then, but on that album, you had tracks like "Get Out," "Smoke Two Joints," "Don't Push." So, some of my, two of my favorite, "Scarlet Begonias" and "Bad Fish." And they, again, these are songs that get played on the radio and in my car daily still. So, from the '90s to now. And then in '94, Robin Hood came out, which was a little weird, but it had like uh, "Saw Red" on it. Boss DJ, uh, they kind of carry that album, in my opinion. Cisco Kid was pretty good, but. I don't know. Robin Hood is probably not Robin the Hood was probably not my favorite album, but in 1996 when Sublime Reese their, released their self-titled album, that was the one. Had Garden Grove, What I Got, Wrong Way, Santa Maria, Jailhouse, Pawn Shop. Honestly, it's one of those albums that you just you just put on and play all the way through. You're not really skipping anything. And so when when this one, this was like when this one hit the scene, it really kind of gave them their mainstream success, the success that they wanted, which eventually led to unfortunately the lead singer dying of drug overdose. God, I'm so, it kind of pisses me off. It sucks. And I am going to say piss. It sucks that I, because he was obviously had demons, but it just sucks that I never got a chance to actually see real Sublime. I've seen Sublime with Rome a hundred times and I've seen, uh, there's a great cover band called Bad Fish. If you haven't seen them and you get an opportunity or see that they're coming into your area, I would highly fucking recommend it. It is basically just a bunch of huge Sublime fans gathered together for a giant sing-along and it's a really good time but i'm just upset i never got a chance to to see that you know and and i'm uh, to see sublime now i'm not going to get into a detailed you know i'm not going to get that detailed like i just kind of did with with sublime on this entire band list but like i said sublime one of my top 3 favorite bands of all time so i just to me they just really represented the 90s musically but that was personal that's me But there was so much more music in the 90s, man. We were educated by Lauryn Hill. Tupac taught us how he gets around and and actually taught us how to keep our fucking heads up. And Biggie loved it when you called him Big Fucking Papa. Nirvana owned teenage angst and even when the lyrics didn't make any fucking sense to adults they made sense to us kids man no doubt made us all want to be fucking skaters from socal i fucking loved no doubt they were so good and since i mentioned the boy bands, for sure you got it you have to mention them and the pop princesses man britney was one of the first pop princesses now i know you got to your where you had like madonna and whatever that's 80s but we're talking about the fucking 90s sure there were plenty of them But this is the decade that matters. Britney in the 90s, fuck, she paved the way for Christina. She paved the way for Mandy Moore, Jessica Simpson. All of them were basically little Britney wannabes in their own way. But honestly, but of the four out of all those girls, they all had their success and did their whole fucking thing. I, I personally think that Christina Aguilera had the best voice. She was the one who could sing the best. Fuck, remember how dumb Jessica Simpson was? I don't think she was really that dumb in real life, but I mean, she had that TV show. It was it, newlyweds with Nick Lachey. God damn. That was bad, dude. But I don't think that was even in the 90s. I think that actually happened in 2000, so. But whatever, but since we're talking about the women anyway, Shania Twain, she was super fucking hot. The Dixie Chicks, they were huge. They were huge cro- country crossover artists. They like some of the first country crossover artists and, and to be that big. And we also had the Divas with Whitney, Mariah, Celine, you know, regardless of whatever genre of music you listened to in the nineties, it was still the fucking best, but you know, it wasn't the best in the nineties, the slang. I know. We said some stupid fucking shit back then. Like all that in a bag of chips. What the fuck was that? If something is better than the best, you said us, all that in a bag of chips, which is fucking dumb. I'm not even sure how that originated, but I hate it, and it's embarrassing that we said it. All right, what about as if? As if. Uh, this just makes me, reminds, me, reminds me of the movie Clueless, another great movie. Um, But this was mostly, the, the girl said it. You didn't hear dudes that said as if. The girl said it. Oh, that was super fucking annoying too. As if. Shut up. Don't say that. It doesn't it's stupid. You sound dumb. You sound like a snob. SF. Uh, 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 oh my god. Uh, uh. But we do say some stupid shit today too. We don't say things like booyah. But nobody says that anymore. I mean, I I kind of feel like we should. I liked booyah. We should bring that one back. Booyah. You know. People say boom. It's like booyah. It's when, when you really prove a point. Like, you go back and listen to all the, the Mikey podcast episodes, and you'd be like, God damn, Mikey was right. Booyah! He knew what he was talking about. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Booyah. Also, hella. St- I feel like hella started in the 90s, but it never went away in Northern California because I say it all the time. Hella people say it. <laughs> See, I just said it and didn't even think about saying it. A lot of people say it. It's a unit of measurement, people. Hella. How big is it? Hella. How long is it going to take you to get there? Hella. How many kids you got? Hella. See, it's a unit of measurement, so it works for everything. Hella this, hella that. I wish more people would say hella, though. I almost kind of feel like it's coming back a little bit. I had someone say to me the other day, like, ask me if I remember those, uh, those was it, was it Budweiser or Bud Light commercials, where the guys would go, what's up, what's up, what's up, they all be on the phone, what's up, was, God, I just kind of hated that. I, people fucking thought it was hilarious, it was just annoying to me. It really was. I don't know why. That just was. We said a lot of stupid shit back then. Like I said, kids say dumb shit these days too, though. Like on fleek. The fuck does that even mean or yeet? I'm going to yeet this. It yeeted. That sounds dirty. He just like yeeted all over the place. What does that even mean? (laughs) Don't say that. makes me uncomfortable. (sighs) Uh, Even politics were kind of simpler in the 90s. I mean, I guess probably because we didn't have so much access to information back then, which I guess probably is a good was a good thing. It was a good and a bad thing, I guess, really. But now we we because now we know everything, but we never but we never know what's true or isn't. You know, back back then, we only knew what they wanted us to know. But one thing we definitely did know that was true, not only because they told us it was true, but it was fucking true. Was Bill Clinton got a mouth hug in the Oval Office from an intern? Now, look, if you if you know me personally or know my politics or how I feel about anything, you know, I fucking hate Bill Clinton. But I'm going to say something. He was definitely not the only president to be getting mouth hugs in the Oval Office from interns. No fucking way, man. I'm sure many presidents did it, but he was the one that got caught. Look, JFK was a fucking pimp. All right. He was hooking. He was banging chicks left and right in the Oval Office. But Bill Clinton got caught and then he lied about it. And nobody believed his ass, but he went on TV and lied to millions of Americans and said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. Uh, I fell and my dick fell in her mouth. That's what he said. No, he didn't say that, but that's what I thought he said. Maybe he said that. I don't know what he said. It doesn't matter what he said because it was a fucking lie. He put his, his penis in her mouth and it happened. But she did it willingly, It's you know. I'm I mean, I guess there was it was it was rape. She didn't do it willingly. There was that whole power thing. It's kind of that whole Me Too stuff. So it's not okay. It's definitely not okay at all. But a lot of presidents did it, I'm sure of it. I'm in no way am I condoning this. I'm condemning it. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know what I'm talking about. Fuck man. We but dude, we we had actually, now that I think about it, we actually had a lot of issues in the 90s when it comes to politics, like fucking the whole OG Bush presidency. God damn! Remember, he he promised no new taxes, and then he raised taxes. That was fun. Operation Desert Storm. That was fucking awful. I remember being in the sixth grade and watching this shit on TV. It was basically the first ever televised war. I remember seeing the bombs flying. Like you would. It was like night vision bombs, and they were going, and they were just blowing up tanks and all kinds of shit, dude. It, that that was just crazy. Very very similar. To kind of what we see, you know, what what's going on now with with I mean, all we see the war is the war is televised. Every fucking war is televised now. It's kind of weird, but that to me was the, was the first one. Very strange. I remember listening to the radio. I remember being in the sixth grade and. Sitting around my radio, list, there was like a, a nighttime radio show I listened to. His dude, his DJ, he always had fun. He was people on. He was like did a countdown and all this other stuff. But he'd always give updates on the war, which I just thought was really weird. But he did. He gave he gave updates on the war. And as a sixth grader, I just I'd listen to that. And, and when I'm thinking about the war, I'm like man, what a strange, what a strange time life was then. Compa- I mean, now shit's even crazier. But back then, it's just scary it doesn't seem as scary now but then it was but it was a crazy it was a crazy war Iraq is like I said kind of similar to what's going on now with, uh, with with Russia if you think about it Iraq invaded Kuwait because they wanted to fucking liberate them and we said fuck that and then we teamed up with Saudi Arabia who eventually sent terrorists to America to destroy the Twin Towers so we teamed up with them to destroy Iraq we, we did it eventually went back to war with them in 2003 I feel like we've been at war with the Middle East my entire fucking life and since I mentioned the twin towers, they did. Some people don't remember this, but they were attacked more than once. Like they, not just in 2000, well not when they just got brought down in 1993. Uh, there was a truck bomb placed in the parking garage of Building One in hopes that it would you know, it would blow up and then like blow the support of the building and cause that building cause Building One to fall onto Building Two. I, 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 that's a crazy story, man. I, I wish I knew I should look into that. I, there's a whole fucking podcast episode probably I could do on that. I mean, that didn't happen. The building didn't fall, thank God, but it could have. So, I mean, I guess babies in the 90s, the politics were pretty bad. I said that they were a little bit more comfortable. They were a little not as bad, but, man, they fucking sucked, man. <laughs> now, I guess not as bad as now, you know, I guess. But I was a teenager, so I didn't follow it as much. So maybe they, maybe just everything has always sucked and I just didn't know. But one thing that didn't suck in the nineties, I'll tell you, was the economy we're, we're seeing right now. We're seeing 8% inflation. This is like 7.9, but it's eight fucking percent inflation. That is record that I've never seen in my lifetime. It's never been this high in my entire life. So I'm 42 fucking years old. This has never happened. So prices are fucking crazy and it's not looking better for the foreseeable future. So, so should we get upset and talk about prices and things in the nineties or should we just ignore it and move on? Let's listen. Let's talk about it because it might make us feel good. Probably not, but it might take you back for a minute and just remember that time where when a stamp was only 29 cents, <laughs> a fucking stamp. Dude, I don't even care about stamps. I remember people used to get so mad when the prices of stamps went up. Like how the fuck, how many fucking letters are you sending? Why does it matter? Is that going to break your budget? because the price of a, a stamp went up 3 cents? Calm fucking down. It's a stamp. But I guess back then really a lot of times if if you had to pay your bills, and you're paying that shit through the through the mail and you didn't have one of those prepaid envelopes, you had to use a stamp. So I guess people are using we're using stamps back then a lot more than they were now. Nobody, nobody I don't I couldn't even tell you the last time I sent a letter. I know I bought stamps. I take that back. We needed stamps for Christmas cards. I think that's the only time I ever need a fucking stamp. What about bread? Fuck, dude, bread was like a These are averages, by the way, because I actually looked this up and I was looking it up just. It's kind of hard to average out the ten years, but these prices were like in ninety-five, ninety-six. So bread was like a dollar sixty-two. God, bread is like five bucks now, depending if you're getting good bread. Because I mean, you could go get the fucking great value bread for probably a dollar sixty-two now, but it tastes like crap and falls apart. But damn. That's that's a huge price increase. Milk milk was two fifty nine a gallon. Now I'm not really sure how much regular milk is right now because I don't drink that garbage, but organic milk is anywhere from six to eight bucks a gallon. Which is insane to me. I don't know why organic things are more expensive. That shit pisses me off. That's another whole podcast episode I could probably do. But everything was way cheaper back then and you were making way less money too because the average yearly income was right around $25,000 a year. The basic car was only about $15,000 a year and your first home, pff, good luck finding a house like this that isn't like in the ghetto or just a cardboard box, especially here in California. This was $120,000. 100, I wish, I wish houses were $120,000 right now. That, that's what they need to be. People should just get free housing. I'm just kidding. That's very socialist of me. I'm just kidding. What about gas, though? You want to talk about gas? Do you really want to know what the price of gas was in America in the 90s? Do you think that's going to make you feel any better about your life? This thing, this is the one thing out of all this stuff As we think back and we think about all the good times in the 90s. This is going to be the one thing that might piss you off because gas is like a million dollars a gallon right now. It was $1.35 in 1996 for gas. $1.35 $1.35 a gallon that was the average dude I remember paying 96 cents a gallon when I first started driving and I mean I'm sure that was like a special or a sale it might just have been one month or whatever but yeah 96 cents a gallon under a dollar oh my god that would, that would be life changing for people right now it would be wild speaking of wild dude you know what else was fucking wild 90s fashion was pretty goddamn wild People wore some weird shit. Some people think it was like the most fashionable decade. I don't know about all that. But people were wearing plaid. Plaid was everywhere. Fanny packs, scrunchies, chain wallets. And like I mentioned, if you look around, the 90s are kind of back too. Because high-waisted ripped jeans, windbreakers, biker shorts, leggings. It's all back. All all the girls and guys are all wearing this stuff again. I I remember wearing overalls. And I seen those in the stores, right? Overalls, and you have, of course, you have the the one hook down, or super super baggy pants like Jenko, or huge fila shirts. Cool Water cologne. Remember that shit? That was the smell of the '90s. Cool Water and Aqua de Jo. If someone walks in and they're wearing Cool Water, I'm like, man, that smells like the '90s up in this bitch. But I still wear it. No, I don't wear actually. I don't wear Cool Water. I do wear the Aqua de Jo. That shit smells good. I like the smell of the '90s. It smells good. Who cares? Don't judge me. Some cologne stinks, man. Then that, that stuff smells good. Do you remember those uh those uh hypercolor shirts? Those fucking shirts that like change colors with heat. Those things gave me so much anxiety. I was always worried about uh it only changing colors like under my armpits. <laughs> I don't know why. I was a sweaty child, man, going through puberty. I was very self-conscious about that. So I didn't want nobody wants to be the smelly kid in class and no one wants, oh look at you, you're sweating under your armpits kids make fun of kids for stupid shit i was worried about it, it gave me anxiety i knew, i hated those shirts but people loved them handprints all over it i think that it's like you you they only worked like the first time the, and then like after you wash it they stop fucking working pieces of shit somebody should bring those back that's kind of fun i'd wear one now i don't give a fuck if i'm sweating judge me all you want to i don't care what you think about me but i also wore like that uh, or that like tommy hill figure and nautica and polo I wore all that stupid shit, but I wore it really big, you know, because I was a gangster. You don't wanna fuck with me. Me and all my stupid gangster friends. Fuck yeah, man, hanging out at the mall. We were we were the true fucking mall rats, dude. We weren't shopping or anything. We were just smoking cigarettes and looking at girls. That's all we did. Nobody hangs at the mall anymore, dude. The 90s were so much fun. Do kids hang at the mall? I don't even fucking know, man. My kids are both too old and too young to be mall rats. So I have no idea if that's even still a thing. Like, I know I go to the mall and I see kids there, but I don't know if they're just, if they're shopping or they're just smoking cigarettes and looking at girls. I don't know what's going on. But back then it was, it was like a trend, you know, I know it all kind of started in the eighties, but I carried well over into the nineties and pretty much all of my teenage life were hanging out at the mall. The one thing the 90s did have was a lot of stupid trends. Now that I think about it. Like, beanie babies? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I watched a documentary on that, like, the owner of that stuff. That that guy was kind of a dickhead. He was, like, a manipulator. He really knew how to scam people out of their money for fucking stuffed animals, I'll tell you that. But, I mean, it's not his fault, right? It's not his fault people were stupid enough to fall for it. I just didn't understand it. People would have all these little fucking beanie babies in the back of their cars, like, in their in their back window. All lined up. That's dangerous. <laughs> how could you see out of your window with that? And why did you do that? Why were people fighting over these things? What about pogs? Fuck, dude, I did not understand pogs at all. Was it a game? Was it a toy? Was it a collectible? What the fuck? I don't know what it was. I had hella hell of them, but I, and I had no idea what I was supposed to do with them. I still don't know. I mean, I'm sure I could Google it, but I don't give a fuck. I'm not that worried about it. Can I ask you a question though? When I'm, thinking, I'm sitting here and thinking about the 90s and, and weird shit that everybody did, why was every single person doing the the arena in the 90s? Literally everyone, everywhere, at every event, was doing that stupid fucking dance. Why? Hey, arena I don't even know what they say. I think I could do the dance, though. I probably could. I'm sure I could. I'm sure I did it a hundred times, It's Cleveland Indians baseball games or whatever the fuck. Why was that the dance of the 90s? Why? God, if that happened right now, somebody would make a TikTok video about how it's some dance summoning the devil and the elite tricked us all into fucking doing some sort of ritual. Anyway, I mentioned the Beanie Babies, uh, but back, back in the 90s, there was like every year there was the must have toy. I don't really feel like that's a thing anymore. As much anymore. I think they tried to push it, but no one gives a fuck about it. No one no one's like rushing to the stores to get whatever toy it is. Like back then, parents would get, get crazy over this shit. And there was this one toy that had that might have been like the that might be the leader of this must-have toy bullshit. And it was the tickle me Elmo doll. Y'all remember that fucking thing? That fucking thing was out of control, dude. Parents were fighting in the stores to get their hands on one of these dolls for their kids. It was crazy; it was sold out everywhere. It was sold out three months before Christmas. But that doll, it was weird, dude. That doll had like never really before seen technology for kids. Like it moved and laughed. It was fucking annoying as hell, but kids loved it. The 90s really did, though, see the creation of a lot of tech that kind of changed our lives. It really kind of set us on a, on a path to, to shit that we have right now. Think about it. Before we were using Napster to illegally download songs, everyone had a Walkman. You made a mixtape and eventually mixed CDs. Before anyone had a cell phone, people had car phones mounted in their cars. If you had a car phone back in then, people thought you were rich. We, I, we had one. My mom had one. We weren't rich or anything. It's because she worked for a place that sold them and installed them. But the 90s had so many different things. And all these things are now in one device. Your fucking phone, man. Like big old digital video cameras. Do those happen? Where you got that? It's in your phone now. A Talkboy, a little recording device. What do you do? You put you record in your phone. Computers. We had really, those really cool Macs. Now it's basically your phone. Beepers or Patrons, I had one. Now I have a phone. Palm Pilots, phone. Walkman, phone. Video games, phone. Everything's all on your fucking phone. I mean, we had hella cool stuff, but it's all in our phone now except video games. I actually kind of take that back. I mean, no video games can be on your phone and they are very good on your phone, but video games nowadays, like the VR stuff and all that, that shit's crazy. And it, and it's getting better and better. I mean, the nineties video games were great for what we had, but terrible compared to, to now though. But overall, man, the nineties compared to now, I take the nineties life any day over this bullshit. Seriously. It was a good time. You felt good. You felt safe. Life was different. And, and, and like I said, or maybe I didn't say, I don't know if I fucking said it. Uh, it's probably because I was a child. I was a kid. I was a teenager. And so I didn't... My worries... I didn't have to worry about going to work that much or having to pay all these bills or or or, or insurance and all these things that adults had to worry about. I didn't have to worry about that that much. So that's why to maybe to me, the 90s feels like Just a better decade. Maybe you're a little bit older than me, and maybe you this maybe it's the 80s for you, or maybe you're even older than that, and it's the fucking 70s. I don't know, but there's always, I think, a decade for everybody that was their decade. It's what they grew up in. It's always going to be the decade that you grew up in that is the best decade, and you're going to hate every other decade and every other generation around you because either they're too old and stupid or they're too young and lazy, whatever the fuck it is. It's always going to be that way. But I think a lot of people can agree at the 90s, we the fucking best. Before we end this little trip down memory lane, I can't, I can't forget one thing, and I have to bring this up. I'm, I'm sure you can hear my neighbor cutting their grass. So I got a cat fucking meowing at the beginning of the podcast. Now my, my neighbor's cutting their grass. Usually they're out there cutting grass. Uh, it's usually on Thursday mornings at about 7 a.m., so I don't know what's going on. They're early. And late at the same time. Anyway, I'm talking about Y2K. You can't, you can't just, we can't talk about the 90s and not talk about Y2K. Everyone thought the world was going to fucking end. People, people all around the world stocked up on food and water and meds and fucking beanie babies. And they gathered with their families in their bunkers and waited for the fucking apocalypse that never fucking happened. And it's weird for me to think about that as some people listening to this podcast right now don't even know what Y2K is all about. So I, I, I quickly basically a shitload of computer programs were written using two digit code to like save space. They also did that with dates. Like years. So instead of typing out 1998, you typed out ninety-eight, and the computer would read it as nineteen ninety-eight. So everyone thought that when the date switched from ninety-nine to two thousand, the world's gonna fucking end. Planes were gonna fall out of the sky, banks were gonna shut down, and ATMs are gonna start shooting out cash, Power is gonna go out, the world's gonna explode, nuke nuclear power plants were gonna just fucking melt down. It was all over. Bombs were gonna fucking go off, ships were gonna sink, people were just gonna spontaneously combust. It was that was the plan. That's what everyone thought was gonna fucking happen. None of it happened. Nothing. We're all still here. Or maybe not. Maybe we're dead. Maybe this is a simulation and nothing's real. And I'm not even real. You're not real. And this is all happening nowhere. Or maybe it's all in your imagination and this is fake. And you made all this up yourself. This is actually your podcast. That being said, make sure you hit up themikeypodcast.com, hit that support button, and support the show. A dollar an episode is all I ever ask, but you're more than welcome to donate, you know, $1,000 if you want to. That's cool, too. Whatever your heart is telling you to do, just follow your heart. If your heart says 1000 donate donate 1000 <laughs> i'm kidding you can also do the monthly subscription on anchor which i think is fucking dope and the best way to do it because you can do it for like 4.99 this means you're getting access to all the episodes and everything that you want every single time you hit the subscription you know when there's going to be a new episode and you're good to go thank you for everyone who's already done that i think that's really fucking dope that people would do that so i appreciate that and soon actually coming to the anchor page we will have video stuff uh on anchor and on spotify So we're working on some cool things there. That'll be fun, too. By the way, if you uh, can't support the show, I totally get it. That's totally fine. That's all good. Subscribe and give the show a like, a thumbs up, a five star rating on whatever platform uh, you you prefer to listen to. That shit helps, too. That helps more than you know. And you can also support the show by supporting your own vices. Higherelevation.com, quality cannabis delivers to you. And they're the home of the $10 indoor eighth, which I already told you about. But you should know about that. $10 $10 into you can't really fucking go wrong with that. And you can get 20% off with promo code Mikey. Higherelevation.com. Hit them up. Support them. Support those who support this show. And like I always say, tell one person about the Mikey Podcast and we'll have one more listener. I appreciate it. Have a good week. Talk to you later. Bye. The Mikey Podcast.